Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spooky Show. It's a show about very spooky things. Um, today on this episode, we're going to talk about my top three favorite scary movies and my guest, Kelly, her top three favorite scary movies. Um, Kelly is one of my good friends, and I work with her. I'm very lucky. She is a very talented animator and artist and just... She's a horror movie buff, and I'm really excited to talk to her about this because we've been like itching to talk to each other about these movies for a long time, for a week. <laughs> yes, it's been super difficult not to slack you every single thought I've had about your top three. <laughs> I know. When I was watching yours, I was like, I need to talk to Kelly. <laughs> I know. Especially, especially, I was so happy to hear it your thoughts about the wailing and that you liked it so. yes and that's all i gave her all right so we're gonna start with one of my favorite scary movies in my top three which is it follows um i think what i i don't know the first time i saw this movie and i wish i could recall that moment i can't recall it either i th- I just know I wasn't paying enough attention because on the second watch, I was just like completely blown away by some of the things I'd missed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I also remember when I first watched it, I was kind of like, this is really weird. I think I was, (laughs) I think it was maybe my freshman or sophomore year of college and I hadn't seen a ton of kind of more experimental horror films i was more used to like the traditional jump scare right and it it's not anything like that and it's really weirdly paced compared to that and the music is really weird too but it's also amazing that's also yeah that's a really good point because i feel like that was the one of the first times i saw a scare movie like that where i was just like i don't know if i like this this is really weird what's going on this isn't a normal scary movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing about it, though, because I read up a lot about it. Did you? Yes. Yeah. I've read, I mostly read reviews yeah. after I watch films on like Letterboxd. And <laughs> that's where I find things that I missed do a you, lot of the time. <laughs> do you have a Letterboxd? I do. I do, I do. too. I do too. We okay. Have... I'll share my profile with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tweet out our letter boxes on Spooky Show Pod so you guys can stock them if you want. Um, <clears throat> so I would read that, like, the most, one of the most creepy things about it is that nobody knows when it takes place. Oh, yeah. Like, you mean like the time period? Yeah. Yes. And the, like, not to mention that clamshell kindle like doesn't make it any easier to place what <laughs> is I that like, <laughs> i was like uh okay so maybe this is a nostalgic thing i missed maybe this is something from the 90s that people had but when i googled it it's not a thing it's not it's not real yeah it doesn't exist so you're like okay is it in the future but also everything around like the decor and everything is so old school exactly but it also is like I guess it's unsettling because that's what people kind of do now. Like the seventies are coming back stylistically. Yeah. 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 I know. And I saw that the director was like, he wanted it. He had a dream about the scenario, I guess, or something following him. And so he wanted the whole movie to feel like you're in a dream. And it does feel like that. It really does. Especially because there's no time. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
I also read this kind of goes along with that, that it was it it's in Detroit and it takes place during an Indian summer, which is something that like I guess the Midwest experiences a lot, which is when it's you get like super warm temperatures in the fall. So that's why in like one scene, you'll see them wear coats and like um, like jeans and stuff. And then the next she's in a bathing suit in a pool. So it's like right. what that's why it's even more disorienting, I think, because yeah, I know. Oh my god! Because yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I'm trying to think like what the scare. I I mean, I always ask this question when I talk about scary movies on here. Like, what's, what's the, the scariest, scariest part? But also, it's important. I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you to counter that. Which is the scariest? It like which Oof. one is the scariest? I don't like, I mean, the, I don't like that old lady. The old lady when she's in the um, class yeah. and she sees her outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that really freaked me out was the lady in the kitchen that was like peeing herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it is like ingrained yeah. in my mind. It's yeah. horrifying. That movie is really scary. It it was probably it's probably the second scariest one out of the six we watched. Right. Yeah, the one that like mostly most disturbs me. Okay, I'm interested to hear what your first one is. But oh no, Should I know you. what your first one is. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. No, we're gonna we're we're gonna do we'll to like that. yeah, we're gonna get to those. Um <laughs> so the scariest part, I think. For me, I don't know. I honestly thought the beginning was terrifying. The beginning is perfect. Right. Like, it's so perfect. That scared me the most. And that's the first time you're just like, what the fuck? I think the, the maybe I think the part that I was most scared was. OK, I'll say there's two two that are tied. There's the scene where the guy has her tied up in the wheelchair and mm-hmm. he's explaining the situation to her and then you see the first it yeah that's scary because mm-hmm. it's just jarring you're not expecting to see a naked woman like yeah. at that moment and also you're so like you're like what is going on because you don't know what he's gonna do to her like you don't exactly. know what's he's the monster in that moment like oh, you're yeah. like okay he's the monster but it quickly changes and it's and she just keeps getting closer and they don't they don't go anywhere yeah like they're not running away uh, and then and then there's the famous like w- there's like two jump scares in that movie and there's the one where they the girl opens the door when she's hiding she has like she's having the panic attack in her room because she saw the lady downstairs that was like peeing herself she mm-hmm. like runs upstairs and then that tall one like creeps in through the door yeah and that is just so you're not expecting a jump scare at that point either yeah. because you're like, okay, it's not that type of horror movie. But when you see it, it's it got its eyes missing too. I know. So. It's so freaking <laughs> creepy. Um, awesome. It is really... I also think it's... Well, I don't know if you would agree. Do you think it's underrated? Um, I don't think it's talked about enough. It's, su- yes. it's still super... In, it's an indie film. It d- mm-hmm. had a limited release. I think it. I think within like the movie world, though, and, like the horror world, like pe- it's talked about a lot. Right. But it's also really polarizing. Like I think 
half of the people love it and then the other half hate it like from what i've heard yeah yeah so, um yeah I don't... but like in turn <clears throat> it's definitely not um mainstream at all like i don't think a lot of people have seen it yeah that's what i think by underrated you're right it's just more people don't talk about it enough yeah it has video essays about it on youtube though and in my world like that means it made it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yes um there was something else i wanted to ask and now i can't remember what it was and that's there was one thing that i noticed about it that i did not notice i know i didn't notice in the first round but um and this is also one of the coolest parts about the movie mm-hmm. is that sometimes the the it is people that the characters know. Yeah, remember when and it was like his mom? Yeah, yeah. So the the very first one you you see is I can't remember this guy's real name, but his fake name is Hugh. Right. It's his mom. That's the first person you yeah. see. But then at the very end, um the one in the pool in the public pool that's like throwing stuff into the pool trying mm-hmm. to kill that's oh my gosh i can't remember her character's name jay it's like jay yeah, yeah. Jay. jay that's jay's dad oh which i was like whoa because like i don't remember if it's a scene following that or if it's before you see um like a family photo and it's her and her sister and her mom and then you see him and i'm like because I, I just remember like thinking during the public poll, I was like, I thought they would pick someone scarier looking mm-hmm. for this scene because it's just this kind of like sort of like daddy. Like he's kind of cute, right? <laughs> he's, like, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's her dad. And I was like, that's fucked up. Like the vinyl one that's like trying to kill her is like her dad. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it's like like a metaphor for? Oh, I love this question yeah. for this movie. Or is it like that deep? Or is it just, you know? I think it I think it is that deep. I think a lot of people immediately go to the fact that it's like an STD thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like some kind of like metaphor for that. But I I um I can't remember if it was a video essay I watched, but the one that I found really intriguing or like interpretation of it is that it's sort of like old aged, like these kids are in their teens and they're growing up and like part of growing up is like having sex and i think like the scary thing or like the metaphor is like getting older and that's the one that i identify with personally right right i think the std one's definitely there and it's definitely able to be talked about for sure but uh, yeah that, i mean not as interesting to me yeah like you said that was my first uh impression i was like oh this is like an, a metaphor for an std but then like watching it over i'm like nah there's like something deeper here there's a lot yeah to be said about it because there's also like this paralyzing fear of like that you get from just like what jay went through with hugh or whatever his real name Mm -hmm. is and like that whole like kind of sexual assault theme is there as well yeah so because he he literally tricked her into like having sex with him he was like trying to make excuses for it but yeah yeah that's that's true too and yeah. then yeah the whole sexual assault thing definitely there yeah so there's so much to be said about that movie <laughs> <laughs> um, i love it yeah it's really good it, i mean 
it creeps me the hell out, but also I could watch it over and over again. Do you think in the last scene that that was the monster or was it just a person walking down the street behind them? Oh, I think it was the monster. Yeah. <laughs> Such a perfect ending. <laughs> I know. I I mean, that's what I always come back like in scary movies. I I'm always just expecting the worst, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think there's only one movie. There's only one movie on our list where it's like somewhat of a happy ending or like a resolved right. ending. Right. Yeah. Um, we can go go on to one of your scary movies because I said I would watch It Follows again, even though it's really scary. But there is one on Kelly's list that I would not watch again because it's really scary. Which one? hereditary oh okay (laughs) i was like (laughs) hereditary is the scariest movie i've ever seen it is the scariest movie i've ever seen also and i mean i love spooky things obviously and i cannot like i couldn't deal with that movie i couldn't i've only seen it twice i don't think i can i mean i will inevitably watch it again but it's i'm not ready for it yet no definitely not ready for it this week like watching a horror movie every day has like done a number on me I know. So. um yeah i really want to hear you explain kind of what it's about because you know i watched it once and i was terrified and i didn't really understand a lot of it and i okay. i didn't look into it because i was just like this is, i don't like this <laughs> So I would really love to hear you like explain the movie. Kind of like the plot or like should I talk about theme? Like you want me to kind of just give like a synopsis? I would love for you to talk about plot and theme. Like just Okay. Yeah. So this is a so this movie's about a family. So it's very much like you're within this family the whole time. And Annie starts as our protagonist, and that's the lovely Tony Collette. Right. And um she's honestly so amazing in this film but her mother passes away and it the movie starts with her funeral the mother's funeral and annie's thoughts and she's like sharing her you know what is it called like eulogy or whatever yeah um you it's immediately just like very stale like it seems like her family is completely disconnected from this funeral um so the family is annie her husband and then her two kids peter and charlie I think his name's Peter. And basically throughout the movie, you get the gist that this family's a little dysfunctional. Um, Annie is, has a, a strained relationship with her mother. It's made very clear from the beginning. She starts going to like therapy for her mother's death, even though she's kind of just like, why am I even here? I didn't like love my, my mother. Didn't love me. I don't love my mother kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then the thing happens pretty quickly early on where Peter has to take his little sister, Charlie to a party and Charlie yeah. eats a cake that she's allergic to. And she, he's tries to rush her to the hospital and um, something happens. I'm not going to like say what happens just in case anyone who's listening hasn't seen it. But from that point on the movie completely changes yes. to a different genre it changes to a horror because in the beginning it's just like a family drama it's like a i would say it's like a melodrama in the beginning right and then the scene happens and going back to that question you always ask caitlin which is like what's the scariest part of the movie that's the scariest part it of the is movie. the most 
I, I don't even, I can't even describe it because I hated it. I absolutely <laughs> hated that I almost part. left the theater the first time I saw it. I, I like was having a panic attack. Yeah. And even, I always talk about this, like when that happens and then you see Peter, like I, that's the scene. I like felt that, that, I know. that look he had on his face like it was just palpable what he was feeling in that moment and i couldn't i hated it <laughs> it it's actually insane the power that film has over you in that moment right, right. because you literally feel maybe even just a quarter of what he's feeling in that moment but the fact that you're feeling even that amount right. is insane yeah um harrison tried to watch that movie and uh, he walked out after that it's it honestly feels like like when you're a kid and you do something really bad. Yes, yes, exactly. You get hit with that. And it's so it's crazy. You're like back to that kind of like childish moment where you like you just like broke your mom's face or something. Yes. But the fact that you're like able to feel that just from a movie scene. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Wait. I, so continue. <laughs> it it completely shifts the movie. Yeah, even the I would even argue the protagonist shifts. I think in the beginning, you think that Annie is going to be the main character, Tony Collette's character. Yeah. And then from then on you're following Peter because it's his kind of survival story, I guess. If you're looking at it from like a horror movie mm-hmm. perspective, like there's a person that's trying to survive and you're like rooting for them. Yeah. And it's it becomes Peter. And honestly, Annie becomes the mother becomes the ghost in a way. Like she becomes the person that you're running from, sort of. Yes. But another thing about the movie that I think a lot of people like to talk about is the obviously cult that's yeah, working the scene, like they're working everything behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And I think even though this movie is painful to watch, it's really worth watching a second time because you can see just how early on in the movie they're introduced and how obvious they are there. Um, it's a lot like Rosemary's Baby, where like there's just people like working the entire thing from the beginning. Right. I, I mean, and you wouldn't notice that the first time around because you're also just like, what is happening when you first watch exactly. it? Like, you don't know anything. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I need to watch it again. I honestly don't know a lot about this movie because I refuse to watch it again. <laughs> I don't blame you. It, it honestly, like the second time I watched it, I had to do like a full like yoga routine the entire time I was watching it because I just had to like keep my, like I was like stretching, like touching my toes and stuff like while I was watching it. <laughs> oh just to like keep myself from having a panic attack. You had to like meditate while you watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Of course, there's uh, this also is like it follows where it doesn't have um, jump scares in it. Like it does mm-hmm. have like its moments, but it's another one of those in the genre where it, it does not um, scare you that way. That's not what it like uses. Yeah. Um, there's that scene. OK, my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about the movie is when I saw it in, in theaters, there's the scene where Peter wakes up and his mom is in the corner of the room. She's like literally like <sighs> over there. and um, you don't see her at first and yep. it's so, so fun to, to have seen that in the theater because 
you could slowly start to hear like people around you like noticing it right and like i wasn't the first person in the theater to notice it. like there's people who were like oh behind me (laughs) like that so i watch scary movies by myself all the time it's like honestly my therapy it makes me so happy and when i'm sad scary movies like help me feel better i don't know why so i watched that one alone in my studio apartment and i (laughs) kept seeing her like i was trying to go to bed and i was like seeing her not i wasn't actually seeing her in the corner but i was just like picturing her in the corner of my room i did not sleep that night yeah i didn't sleep the first night i saw it either i just sleep with the lights on <laughs> and like when's the last time that happened to you right the last time that happened to me i was like 12 and it was it yeah the last time yeah. for so me it was a long time. <laughs> i was like seven and it was the ring like oh my god yeah. that's a that's a tough one to watch when you're seven i don't i i taught we did a whole episode on the ring me and harrison did and i shared that i when i was eight years old i went uh, to a Halloween party as Samara. Oh my god, that's so metal. <laughs> it's actually, like, explains a lot. <laughs> um, let's get into themes about Hereditary, because I really... <laughs> I want to know. Okay, I think the one that sticks out immediately is grief. Right. So, there's two deaths that rock the family in different ways. The mm-hmm. first one, they completely... I feel like they're detached from the mother's death, the grandmother's death, depending. Um, But then, like, Charlie dies. Mm -hmm. Sorry, spoiler alert. I don't know if we're allowed to... Are we allowed to do, like, do spoilers? I feel like... What's the etiquette? I mean, I'll put... I can put in the description spoiler alert and... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just... Yeah. So, Charlie dies, and it's, like, true grief from Annie. Like, she is just, like, completely Mm -hmm. wrecked. She starts to turn obviously to witchcraft and shit like that to like try and contact her daughter and um there's also grief like peter his life ends because he's he becomes riddled with like anxiety and he can't even like go inside his house his like entire like normal life has ended right and he thinks his parents despise him for what happened yeah I yeah, it's I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. It's like literally a movie made for my specific fears too. Like the things about the our world, like the real world that are so horrifying. It's like it just amplifies that. It's like focusing. It's it's a study on that, like literally. Yeah, why why is that why you like it so much? Is that why yeah. it's one of your favorites? I think so, yeah. Mhm. It's like it gets so close to the truth or some shit. I don't know how to explain it. And I mean, the fact that, like we said, you can feel it means that yeah. means that we have felt those feelings before in some com- some capacity. So it's exactly. Yeah. So it is very real. Yeah. I. So one of the scariest parts is, yes, the beginning and also just the whole end sequence. I love the ending. Was not okay for me. I feel like the ending's happy. Weird. It's beautiful. Uh, it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> and the music is so like happy. I mean, it's also another moment for me where I was like, I don't know what's going on. 
it's it's probably like okay if you're talking about Ari Aster's poems like between mm-hmm. Hereditary and Midsummer, a lot of people will say like Hereditary is the accessible one, which I agree with, and Midsummer is a little bit more like you could say like it's been accused of being pretentious. Yeah. I would say the ending of Hereditary starts to like walk along that line mm-hmm. because of the symbolic like the symbolism of it all. Right. And the but for me the ending was just like the best part. It like kind mm-hmm. of like put the nail in the coffin for like how beautiful <laughs> like how much that film affected me because the um the the soundtrack or like the music that's playing is so it's so grating because it's like this beautiful happy music it's like yeah um, i think it's my colin stutzen does the the soundtrack and um and then you're you're literally seeing like a a carcass's head on top of a fucking like stick or something that one really that part does really kind of um bring like midsummer themes into it like you said yeah yeah like the sequence that's where you really start to see the kind of um occult research that like is in it like the demon i don't even know if demonology of that whole film Mm -hmm. it 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 just like is front and center instead of being kind of like hidden in the background right yeah and there's just naked old people which is like what you expect from anytime there's a cult (laughs) (laughs) there's always gonna be naked old people (laughs) and let's be honest like that's terrifying so (laughs) yeah it it definitely is terrifying. Mm. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add about Hereditary? Your favorite movie ever. Your favorite scary movie ever. Well, the what, one last theme that I think a lot of people like to talk about is the um, the literal title of the film, like Hereditary. Right. Mental illness. So, like, a lot of people are talking about the kind of, like... Um, what what Ari Aster is trying to say about that. I think it's interesting that Annie's mother dies and then Annie becomes her mother. So it's like this kind of like um she becomes she becomes the bad guy, honestly. So is that so I thought it was hereditary for like inheriting the like host uh role. Yeah, no, it, I think it also goes into that as well. Okay. Like the fact that Paimon yeah. is Charlie, but then Charlie dies and her body is or she Paimon needs to go into Peter's body. So I think it I think it has like dual meaning. And it was think, in the, uh the grandmother's body, right? Or ooh, I don't know. I thought it was in Charlie the whole time. It could be. I don't like I said, I don't know this movie well. <laughs> it could have been there was that whole weird thing with like um the grandmother like breastfeeding charlie that's what like i thought so i thought when the grandmother died then it went to charlie and then um it went to peter but i could it could be that Mm -hmm. i I, personally i think it's charlie was paimon the whole time and Mm -hmm. like the grandmother was like paimon's uh servant and like the whole cult is like paimon's servant or something i don't know because then there's that picture of the grandma with like the money like making it rain yeah and that's like her like that's like paimon yeah that's why i i don't know i'm not actually sure (laughs) leave a comment below (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah tweet tweet at spooky show pod and um share your thoughts 
All right, I wanna, I don't know which one of mine I wanna go into next. Maybe the strangers. Um, I honestly, okay, I'll be honest. My third scary movie, I mean, for my top three scary movies, The Ring is definitely in there, but I didn't want to put it on this list because I already talked about it in an episode. So right. I went with The Strangers, which I love. I really love that movie so much. And I know a lot of people who have seen it who don't like it's one of those ones that is talked about, I think. And a lot of people saw it when it came out or just know about it. And they were like, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. I don't like this movie at all. Like, and this is coming from people who don't normally like seek out horror films. Cause I think in like the horror film world, I don't know how it's perceived at all. I don't know how it's perceived either, except for like how people on Letterboxd feel about it. Mm hmm. I, I do know The Strangers is probably one of the most, like, recognizable horror films, right. even from people who haven't seen it. Right. Because of the masks. Yes. And it's also very influential, considering, um, like, us, the movies like us that have, like, completely directly referenced it with, like, the masks. Um, yeah. And actually, this week was the first time I'd actually seen the stranger so i like watched it with my dad oh my god oh wait that's yeah. so fun then did you like it like yeah i did it was it was it's kind of like the black sheep out of this list because it's the poster child for like jump scare horror yes. movies yeah and also i didn't know that dennis from always sunny in philadelphia was in it mm -hmm. which was so funny and it was honestly kind of hard to take that scene seriously yeah. because i was just like as <laughs> dennis i know i know yeah. But <laughs> I will say out of I am not a big person for jump scare horror movies unless I'm like at a party or I'm going to actually I will go to a jump scare horror movie at the movies because they're just really fun. Mm -hmm. And like it's fun to hear like the audience members just like talking to the movie. But it, it, those movies are not normally portrayed as like good horror films, you know? Yeah. Like when you hear jump scare usually. horror movie, you're like, oh, meh. like that's. Right. They're just, they're made, like, for thrills. Yeah, but so there's really no, like, substance. You kind of just, well, you see, like, what you see is what you get. Yes. I think what I found most interesting about The Strangers was the, be was the opening scene. Because mm -hmm. it literally, I thought I was about to watch, like, a 70s horror film from the huh. beginning. It's, like, this low frame rate. And it's just, like, uh, I'm guessing it's the family, like, this you know like the manson family <laughs> they're not the manson family but like that i feel like it's heavily referencing the manson family mm -hmm. but they're like passing through like this neighborhood and they're like kind of like um uh surveying like which house to like strike or whatever yeah which is pretty haunting and, and that is like one of the scariest parts about it is there's no rhyme or reason behind the exactly whole thing and it can I, you know people are always like I don't like scary movies because I don't like scary movies that are real or that can actually happen. And that's like kind of the poster child for that. Cause that could happen. There's ex yeah, exactly. Those people had no reason to like do it. They like the last scene, they just say it's because they were home, which is like <sighs> what everyone chills. fears. I got yeah. chills. Everyone fears that they're going to, there was like, okay. For example, like a serial killer that like targets, 
targets a certain person or or like a killing a domestic killing where they have a reason for killing someone is less scary than someone who just like goes up and like kills people because it could happen to you Mm -hmm. yeah i know and also what is scary about that movie is the fact that there's like hardly any music (laughs) yeah there's like two songs yeah or something i mean there's no like background music there's just once you put the record player that plays in the movie that really creepy Mm -hmm. song but besides that you know there's no suspenseful music or anything it's just like completely silent a lot of the time it's like completely diegetic yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah i saw that movie when i was maybe like six sixteen did you see it in theaters no I would never I feel like go. everyone and their mother saw that movie for some reason, like when it came out. I know. And that's why it is interesting to me, too, because I, you know, people who don't really like horror movies. So I would be like, oh, well, what's your favorite scary movie or what scared you the most? Everyone would say The Strangers just because I feel like everyone saw it. What's the scariest part of The Strangers? For um, you? I have so many scary parts. I don't like. Well, the end part is just ter- when they're tied up is just terrifying because it's also real to me in a way. Like I, I it they do it so slowly. It's like yeah. it's like it doesn't. It's not like your slasher kill. It's like just this. I don't know. Right. Ritualistic kind of weird soft stab. Ew! It's like it's like not like soft um, stab. <laughs> yeah, it's like really. <laughs> <laughs> it's done so slowly <laughs> like yeah. you're just sitting there watching it happen yeah i also think i think this part's in the trailer actually when she's just like standing in the kitchen and you see him you see him in the background and it's just quiet i know he's just sitting back he's just standing back there yeah what do you think um there was that first i think it's like the very first time you see the guy in the mask and she like takes the uh curtain back and yeah. his face is like right there <laughs> i scurry i like put my hands up i was like watching it what would she really like know. do in that moment like uh, mm. i mean as much as i like make fun of people for saying like oh my god this like do this like during horror movies like people are like why don't they just like run away like i was like saying it out loud i was like just run down the street like make a run for it man like i feel like that's that is what i would do i would just make a run like straight down that street i would they had a car but like still i would still make a run for it i would just immediately get out yeah i would not stay in the house and that's just i mean that's the whole that's the same thing for every yeah. horror movie. Like you, you hear a noise, don't go look at it. Go run don't away. Go yeah, yeah. Me and my friend Noah were talking about in one episode about how you would make a scary movie that is your typical scary movie, but without those cliches. So it's like it is your standard scary movie, but there's no like, oh, what's that noise? Let me go downstairs and look. I think I, I don't even think I can think of one yeah. that doesn't do that. Right. It's an interesting concept. Probably wouldn't be scary. They'd probably survive. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, how do you even make that a scary movie? 
I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about the strangers. I really did, sadly, kind of just throw that one in there. I do love it, but um, the ring would have to be on there. Also. Right. Yeah. That was, I feel like that's a good segue into the whaling because, <sighs> because that movie isn't necessary. All of the ones in my top three I selected because I just wanted to talk about them with you today. Obviously, Hereditary will like always be up there for me, mm-hmm. though. But um, the whaling, there's so much to be said about this movie. Yeah, so Kelly, we watched all these movies before this, and Kelly was like, okay, on my list is The Wailing. I've never heard of this movie before. Fired it up two hours and 30 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. And also, I have to like really pay attention because it's in Korean. So I kept like pausing it when I had to do something, and it took me like probably a total of like three and a half hours to watch. But it was one of like the best movies i've ever seen i know it's it's the more i think about it too it like grows in my favor like i just love it the more i think about it it i was thinking about it all night afterwards (laughs) like it hurt that we couldn't talk about it i know but i was thinking about it all night afterwards and i've been like screaming about it to everybody now and i'm like you need to watch this movie because i've never heard of it I okay, so I heard of it because Ari Aster talked about it in an interview. So that's mm-hmm. where I had heard of it, and he was like citing it for being one of his favorite movies, I think, or something. He was talking about it specifically for I forget why, uh-huh. but I was like, okay, well, I have to watch it now because I love Korean film, and I especially love Korean horror film. So I was like, I have to watch this. Um, first of all, like going into this movie, we'll just start with the genre talk about this movie you think it's going to be a zombie movie yes. when you first watch it yes so you like go into it thinking um okay this is just like a you know a zombie invasion film that really was my exact first thought yeah yeah <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the movie is that you don't know shit you the whole time shit. you don't know what is and happening you don't know <laughs> until the very end last act yeah. the last and you're just left there like and you still kind of don't know yeah you're just kind of like well I, I i have my theory now like i've kind of developed it and i'm pretty pretty confident okay but but then so it goes from like zombie movie you think this like sleepy korean town is infected with some kind of like fungus based like uh herbal like zombie infection that's making people murderous but then it turns into a possession movie yes or an occult or or like an occult kind of thing like you go and you start you start um getting shamans thrown in there i mean i was getting zombie vibes and then i was getting the exorcist vibes exactly yeah yes because um a little girl is becomes the prey of a demon and you don't know who the demon is but we'll get to that so So, wait should we just go straight to who do you think the bad guy is yeah um so i kind of just took the like i thought it was the the old japanese man 
from the whole like the whole thing where you oh. like it stole a japanese man no not the whole thing oh my god my mind went back and forth fifty thousand yeah. times <laughs> same <laughs> i was like it's uh, no wait no it's this one well no at first i really thought the old japanese man and by the way, we're calling him that because that is literally what they call him in the movie. Um, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for specifying yes, that. Yes, that is what they, they call him. They actually call him things way worse in that movie, yes. but we're not repeating it. No. Um, yeah. The old Japanese man, I at first was like, this guy is innocent. This poor guy. Like, Oh, you feel for him. You do. For I sure. felt so bad for him when they were trying to like terrorize him. And then, um, and then when i guess it was when because i still was like well maybe still though but then i guess it was when the shaman was like no he is a shaman but that happened at the end didn't it yeah it i think i i was like okay it's the old japanese man there's like so much evidence against him because they you know they break into his house and they find the photographs and you're like yeah that's not normal like Everything about this guy is not normal. But then they kill his dog, and you feel bad because yes. he kills. They kill this guy's dog, and you're you start to question yourself. You're like, wait, 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 wait. It is like the fact that he does have these villagers' photographs in his house, and he has their items is weird. Like, there's no denying that. But they actually don't have solid evidence that this guy is the cause of it, this illness in the village and like mm-hmm. this the murder. So you're like, okay, maybe. Like, I know how this goes. First of all, it's Korean film. You know you're going to get bamboozled mm-hmm. because, like, there's always a twist. So then at that point, I'm like, okay, it's not the Japanese guy because that's not how Korean films go. They're going to teach us a lesson and that it's like, first of all, don't be, like, a xenophobic person. Right. <laughs> like, don't, like... And then second, like, uh, it's not... It, like, just look at the facts in front of you. So then you're like, okay, who is it then? Yeah. And then you're introduced, well, you actually get introduced to this character, but earlier on in the mm-hmm. film, but you, you get reintroduced to this, like, woman in white. And that's where you start to get really confused, because she's another ghost, supposedly, that's roaming the village. And also, so when I, when they broke into his house and they saw the pictures, there was a part of me that was like, okay, yeah, it's the old Japanese man. But also I was like, well, what if he is taking these items to try to, like, save these people? exactly because that's what the the shaman uses objects so it's like there's no discounting the fact that you know that's just part of the process yeah and you're he's like yeah you're going like back and forth the entire movie because when the shaman approaches the or the lady in white and makes him like vomit and bleed and stuff that was so that was probably the scariest part of the movie that it was (laughs) gross There's not the one thing about this movie though is that I wasn't scared, right? Like ever, yeah. But it's definitely a horror. Like you can't say it's not. Honestly, the very end, I was a little scared. That was a little creepy. The cave, yeah. That part was a little creepy. But um, so she makes some vomit and bleed and stuff. So I was like, oh, she is the bad one. I know. That's where I was like, oh shit. You're just uh, the whole time going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's amazing. Like it's it was so at that good. moment where the camera's going between the cave with the with the old Japanese stranger and the Japanese or the the guy who speaks Japanese mm-hmm. and he's a priest 
Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. And then it's, so it's the conversation between them. And then it switches back to the woman in white with the protagonist. That whole thing was. That's the best part. It is so good. It is insane how he yanked, the director is like yanking us back and forth. Like we do not know who's the bad guy in that moment. No. At all. No. I had, I mean, I even one time across my mind that it was the shaman like i well he is bad he is but okay so did he but you don't find that out till the very very end was he always bad or did the old japanese man like do something to him to kind of make him like a slave to him or it's totally possible that he's just like being forced to be his mm-hmm. his um henchman or whatever because it's definitely not clear and i don't think it ever will be like the director like makes everything ambiguous for a reason yeah but i do think that the shaman is evil because he's very motivated by money so you could like say that he's he's in it for the money like maybe he's doing he's working with the japanese stranger Mm -hmm. to make more money like it's like a scam they have between each other it's like a mutual kind of like thing i think going on yeah but the can we talk about like the photograph element of it? Cause that's like, that was really haunting to me in the cave when it's finally revealed that the Japanese stranger is the devil. Yes. <laughs> when you see him as the devil. Yes. It's so good. That is what I was saying. That was the scariest part to me when he's just transforming. Is, is that not the most perfect scene ever? It is so perfect. And then, I mean, it doesn't end right there, but it pretty much does. Yeah. And you're just like, what like now what because <laughs> in the moment where you think the japanese stranger was killed like when he gets hit by the car oh yeah you're like well that's fucked. because at that point you know you think the woman in white's bad yes and you're just like oh great now she's op like she's gonna kill everybody yeah and then you're like wait he's alive like and he's in a cave but he still looks hurt like he looks hurt so you're still sympathizing with him and he's like, it doesn't matter what I tell you. You're not going to believe me anyway. So you're like, still like, okay, this guy's been through some shit. I feel bad for him. But then he's like, mm-hmm. what makes you think I'm going to let you leave? And oh. then he like turns. <laughs> also, I, yeah, I felt, also, no, another thing is the he was in the forest attacking people with the red eyes and the diaper so i was like no this guy is evil it's so crazy how the this film makes you for makes you forgive those things like yeah it like makes you be like okay no 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 there's a misunderstanding there too (laughs) that's just a misunderstanding like and you're just like okay the japanese man's good like he's protecting the village that was what i was thinking i was like he's the village protector Mm -hmm. and the these humans are um ruining it because they're just jumping to conclusions and they're not looking at the things in front of them and that's true they're not they're like they just need to look at the facts in front of them yeah because what's so interesting is we forgave the old japanese man so many times yet the woman (laughs) in white didn't really do anything uh that terrible and no and she was never like still we're like oh it's her exactly so it's really that is something to really unpack there right (laughs) it is (laughs) it really is but she's really ambiguous so like i think it like um the fact that she's only she's she's not in it 
nearly as much as the Japanese stranger is. Mm-hmm. She's always like lurking around, <laughs> throwing rocks, throwing rocks. But, um, but yeah, she's she's definitely a good guy. Yeah, and looking back on it, like she was just really w- warning and s- just spitting facts the entire time. Exa- yeah, she was. You're yeah. Right. And we, I still at a moment was like, oh my god, it's her. I know. And <laughs> it's so even, good. Even the main character, you know, was convinced. Oh. Mm-hmm. So sad. Another One last note, just because I think we should go to the Scream, because I have so much to say about Scream. Okay. But um, one last note about it is the, the fact that there's two religions in it. So yeah. there's the... There's, christianity i think it's catholic but i can't remember but it's christianity and then we have like like this shamanism Mm -hmm. and i think that for a like possession occult movie like that's really interesting to have two religions presented and like two or like two gods like yeah that are working against the devil however the god is never present which i think is horrifying the fact that this this god or like this protector is just they're left to their own devices like it's almost like both gods were like you do you devil like just take this village and like kill them all well what about horrifying the woman in white yeah the woman in white is then the god right but she really but she has no followers she has no followers and she yeah yeah. and she kind of like made it that way from being absent almost the entire time yep Honestly, we could talk about this movie probably forever. Forever. I'm still ta- I still talk about it. Yeah. I got my brother to watch it, so. I am so glad you told me about this movie. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. I loved I it do so think, much. I, I do think some people would watch it and be like, what? This was too long. This was, like, um, a little too... Like, it's not scary. So, like, that's one thing that, like, I think I was, like, afraid. Wait, I actually have like it. two questions before we yes. switch. Uh, do you so just comparing Korean films obviously people know Parasite and I want to know which one you like better between Parasite and The Wailing mm-hmm. oh no that's so hard <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I had to pick um, I would pick The Wailing just because I like messier films. I'm a fan. I do like the, the leanness of Parasite. Yeah. And it's a perfect film. But I like when films are a little messy. Yes. So I would Wailing. pick The Wailing too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then my other question is, why do you like Hereditary over The Wailing? Oh, I, I think that just comes to like, personal like level because it's yeah it the hereditary is just for some reasons takes my soul yeah like it just like completely pierces me yeah okay <laughs> i think it's just like for some reason so specifically horrifying to me yeah so it's like uh it's like it was made to scare me it's funny because that's one of the reasons why i don't like it which is interesting yeah yeah i hate it but i love it (laughs) okay so one of my favorite scary movies this is probably my favorite scary movie of all time which is scream 
Scream is amazing. It's a classic. It's it's I think that's why well it's it's actually the first scary movie I ever saw. Really? Yes, and I was young. Like too young to be watching Scream. Yeah, Scream. And I still I don't know how old I was, but it was I was younger than seven because it was before I had watched The Ring. I I have two older brothers, listeners, so I was exposed to a lot of these things. And um I remember I was like really young. I had watched Scream. And I had this nightmare where I was like laying in my bed. And I remember this. I was laying in my bed and I heard something and I, I peer over my bed and Scream is just laying on the floor. Like the Scream mask. Someone put it there? No, the, the whole body. Like the killer is laying on the floor. Oh, so you're, this is your dream. This is not happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, this is my dream from, now, okay. from when I was really little. And then I went down and, like, straddled it and tried to, like, rip the mask off, but it wouldn't come off. And then I woke up. And also, I would sleep with my back to the wall every night because I was afraid someone was going to, like, stab me in the back. I was so little. Like, this was not okay. (laughs) That movie is, I do think, specifically horrifying for women because it's this... especially if you're a woman who watches or who loves true crime like caitlin and i Mm -hmm. and it's like this there's there's so much to say about scream but one of the things to say is that you can't ever trust anyone and you never know anyone for like fully so it's like definitely um you could you could say a lot of people like scream because it's self-aware and it's funny and it is just like a fun watch but mm-hmm. there's there's like a message behind it that's actually like truly horrifying and that like sometimes two idiot boys are like the scariest thing of all yeah in a way i mean that's pretty much exactly what real life is it is always like two not two idiot boys but all <laughs> like in true crime it's just some idiot fucking asshole yeah. and that's what scream is and it's exactly you know it's like you can't trust anybody and the media part of scream like how the media is in the movie and you see it talked about it's it goes hand in hand with like how a true crime case would play out kind of exactly. very yeah Where, like the media has as much as a heavy hand in it as the police do Mm -hmm. and like their influence and how the case plays out and how the future cases play out for serial killers yeah but that movie i remember the first time i watched it i was completely bamboozled i could not believe who the bad guys were (laughs) i i don't think i was he's creepy throughout the entire movie oh yeah Like, like you're like okay but there's no way it's him yeah because it's so obvious but it is i definitely i was bamboozled at the fact that it was two of them yeah that that bamboozled me like i was like oh billy that makes sense who also i know (laughs) can kind of get it no 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 no. (laughs) the actor the actor yes very (laughs) um top yeah i was talking about this also about how like do you like the other movies? I've never seen. I've never seen any of the sequels. What? I know. Should I? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, like all. Things. I think I've maybe absentmindedly like watched some of them, but I would never like say I've truly watched them and digested them. Like all things, it's not as good as the first, but I still think they're they're fun and they're good. Like they're silly. It's it's good. I would I would recommend you watch them. Is but, it like a copycat killer plot? Like how do they continue that? It's actually kind of ridiculous. And this is what I wanted to talk about, but since you haven't seen them, I will just tell you that it's always somebody close to Sydney. And Sydney's in all of these movies. The same actress. So she just survives. She's the, she survives. She's like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. She yes. just keeps surviving. She keeps okay. surviving and it's always somebody close to her in every movie. And there's like what five, four of them. There's going to be a fifth, I think. Oh yeah, I know. There's one coming out in 2021, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how many damn times can this happen? <laughs> like, I, I'm at that point now where I'm just like, how do you even let anybody? <laughs> it's getting a little ridiculous now. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think Sydney is an extremely likable character. Oh so yeah, So I can definitely. see how they're like able to do the sequels because the way she tanks those boys in the end is so satisfying oh i know she completely wrecks their shit can we talk about the opening scene yeah of scream probably like i always say the best opening scene in film in horror film so lean (laughs) so perfect so iconic the thing that i think scream does in and it's especially highlighted in the opening scene that I think makes it so different from other horror movies is that like most of the time, like horror movie monsters, like the bad guys are scary because you don't see them or mm-hmm. you don't hear them. They don't have a voice. They're just like this thing you don't understand at all. Mm-hmm. But with Scream, the scary, the guy is still scary, but he has like this like sexy podcast, vo- po- podcast voice. And he... <laughs> But when he, like, turns, like, in that opening scene, like, when he switches, mm-hmm. like, and he's like, don't you fucking hang up on me, bitch. Like, it's so scary. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And also yeah. because she she is, like, flirting with him in the beginning. Yeah, she's like, I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Yeah. yeah. She is flirting with him in the beginning. And then it immediately. Oh, and also when she gets stabbed and she sees her parents. drive driving in and she's trying to scream and crawl to them and she can't it's like your nightmare like people you know you've ever had nightmares where you're trying to run but you can't or you're trying to get up oh yeah you can't like that was real oh that's a perfect way to put it it's just like that nightmare where you're like trying to run through jello yes um that part i hate that i hate it so much because it's like and so close but Another thing that Scream does, I mean, this is something that a lot of horror movies do, but The Strangers does it really well, too, is just the the setting is, like, your home. So it's, like, yeah, the everyone, everyone, like, growing up, like, especially if you were ever a babysitter, like, you're just constantly always imagining, like, where where's your escape route, like, fr- from a home invasion or, like, some murder coming in. And that just, like, plays off the fear. No. Especially when he's, like, what what entrance am I at? Like, that's your question. Now I'm sorry you don't about like phone calls and how like the telephone was such like a like used so much in scary films like at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
the ring. It was used. Yeah, when it was a stranger always cut calls. Off. The scream. Like I don't know. I don't know. I just started. My mind started wandering. It's like the portal to help, but also in Scream, it's yeah how the bad guy communicates with you and like gets you where he wants you to be. And in a stranger calls and the ring. Oh, when a stranger calls is really good too. I that forgot about that. It's really good. It's so icon like iconic. The call is coming from inside the house. Like that yeah. is the <laughs> I yeah. I need to watch that one again. Me too. I don't even remember. I just remember vaguely. I feel like I would I would get when a stranger calls mixed up with Scream's opening scene. Right. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about Scream that I wanted to say. I just love talking about the opening scene it's so funny. much. It is it's, funny. It's a funny movie. <laughs> it is. And it's like the high, it's also like just like a high school teen movie, which people love mm-hmm. and throw a killer in there. That's like my dream, honestly. It's there's not a scene that goes wasted in that movie. Yeah. I love high school horror. I, Except maybe when the with the, anything with that principal. I'm just like Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he like holds her chin <laughs> and that one said I was like Is there something to unpack there? I don't know. There's gotta be something. Like, why is he doing that? Yeah. Uh, we only have one more movie to talk about. The Exorcist. We're oh, starting with yeah. or we're ending with the oldest. That's actually I think it's a good one to end on. Yeah, because it's also a classic and probably one of like, I don't want to say like the first scary movie. Obviously, it's not the first scary movie, but me growing up is probably the one that I heard like was the scariest. Yeah. First, (laughs) like, don't watch The Exorcist. It has that title, the scariest movie ever made. It does. Yeah. Do you believe Um, that? No. Yeah. Hereditary is the <laughs> yes, I, But there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. There's a lot of Italian horror movies I haven't seen that I refuse to watch. So I could be wrong about Hereditary. Um, apparently, there's like some Italian movies that like directors have gotten arrested for because they think they're like snuff films. But like, holy shit. Anyway, The Exorcist, I watched when I was really young. I think I watched it when I was like 12. 10 or 12 or something like that mm-hmm. my, my good friend Lexi growing up we would watch horror movies all the time and um, that was like what we did in our, that was like what we did when we hung out was we would just like watch any free horror movie we could find on like Comcast on demand mm-hmm. <laughs> but like um, I just remember like all of them we would watch they were like these classics like we watched like, The Birds and like Psycho and stuff and we were like these aren't scary these are so stupid yeah, they're so even dumb. though they're not they're not stupid films but like at, when you watch them when you're a kid you dismiss them because there's not like any there's not really any gore yeah. or anything like that but i do remember and that there's when i watched the exorcist when i was a kid i was terrified like it is the something about that movie it feels like it's you're not supposed to see it i yeah. don't know yeah it's like when you're watching it you feel like you've done something bad like you're you yourself are mm-hmm. gonna get possessed it's like you're doing the ouija board just by watching that movie yeah i saw it when i was really young too because i heard it was the scariest movie ever and my young mm-hmm. ass was like gotta watch this and <laughs> i when i was really little i had like a fear of vomit and i really didn't like it so when she threw like throws up 
the green stuff at the guy, I turned it off and I never finished it. Um, it's so gross. So after that, I did watch it again, but I didn't really remember it. So when I rewatched it the other night, I had a much a more, a deeper appreciation for it. I could see why, especially at that time, it was the scariest movie ever. It was so, so taboo at the time, yeah. from what I've heard. Yeah. And it was fighting to be like, I think like rated. I don't remember what the rating was at the time. They were fighting. Mm-hmm. They were trying to lessen it because they wanted it to reach a wider audience. But you know, like you you hear you hear about like how people ran out of the movies. And at the time yes. that it came out, it was like during the Satanic Panic, so people just like really yeah. freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you heard about the like superstitions behind that movie about how like multiple people have died? Yes, that's a, another really interesting angle about this movie. Yeah, do you know details about it? Because I can't remember. I don't. I should have done more research. I, I just remember. I tried to, and I for some strange reason I couldn't find anything. I keep getting it mixed up with like the dust surrounding the poltergeist. Yeah, so I like can't get my because fa- there's there's a lot of people. Uh, there there's similar stories with the poltergeist. Yeah, but but listeners you should check it out because there were like three or four people who died while they're oh i do know one i do know one Uh okay so like the woman who plays the mother yes um she had to do some kind of she had to do a stunt for that movie i think it's when reagan like throws her Mm -hmm. and she like really severely hurt her back to the point where she like it's it's like messed up it was messed up her entire life um and i think she like couldn't do certain things and that was like one of the curse of the movie why the heck did she do that? Why didn't? Why was there no like stunt double to do that? Like, what? <laughs> honestly, honestly, you have a point there. Like, I don't think it was a curse. It was just like honestly, like why, why lack of care on set. I'm trying to I'm, see if I can. Maybe I can pull it up. I have my computer right here. Maybe I can try to find something really quick. Yeah, yeah. Just like how many people? I know there was like deaths surrounding it. How many people? Exorcist. Curse movies, The Exorcist. Uh, nine deaths are connected to the film. Wow. Uh, including Jack McGow- McGowan, who played Burke, Linda oh. Blair's grandfather, a night watchman on set, and special effects expert. McGowan died one week after the release of the movie. It doesn't say how. Was that the guy? That's the guy who plays Burke? Yeah. So he was like the first death in the movie, right? He's the guy who watched Reagan. He, he was like babysitting her or whatever, and he got thrown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting him confused with the... With the... With the priest. Yeah. Yeah. And then she... Yeah. So while on set, her mom suffered a permanent smile injury during a stunt gone wrong while shooting a scene where Reagan throws her from the bed. Yeah. That was her real scream of pain that was used in the film. <laughs> the entire set. I love that. Yeah, that's creepy as hell. The entire set for the McNeil home caught fire and burned down. The Lang film for six weeks. Reagan's demonic bedroom, meanwhile, remained untouched. What? The? That's so freaky. Yeah, like I said, that movie, it's cursed. Like, when I watched it, I felt like. Especially that scene where the character, where the mother is having that dinner party. 
Oh. And like Reagan comes downstairs. Yeah. I felt like Oh, I felt like I was watching some shit I should not have been watching. Right. I don't know why. It's just so fucked up. It's perverted beyond anything. It is. It really yeah. is. Um, it says that with all the mishaps of Jesus Priest Thomas M. King in Washington, D.C., where the movie was being filmed, was asked to bless the set. Yeah, that's another interesting thing about the setting of the movie. Georgetown has a history of, like, Catholic priests and, like, uh, I forget what it's, what's it called? Exorcisms. Like, um, my friend Zach went to Georgetown and they had like some class on exorcisms and stuff. So, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, there's like some history in Georgetown about that. It's cool that we're like so close to the set as well and the the famous stairs. I know. Yeah, we live in Washington, D.C. and we're in the area and um, I've, walked past the exorcist steps a number of times the famous <laughs> right next to a gas station <laughs> um what was i gonna say one of the things about the film that i find there's that that movie is just very like expertly written mm-hmm. and there's there's you know we have two characters we have um chris who's reagan's mother who is a actress in washington dc she's very liberal she's progressive and then we have, and she's not religious at all. Mm-hmm. The first thing she does when Reagan starts acting out is she takes it, takes her to a, a doctor because she's like, "That's how we're going to fix things is yeah. medicine. We're going to fix it with like psychology." And then we have later on in the movie when they realize they have they're going to try an exorcism. It's like her last resort. We have um, these two priests, but specifically, um, oh my god, I can't remember his name, Damien. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Damien, and he's this priest who's helping perform the exorcism on Reagan, but he's kind of unsure about his religion. He's questioning it. So we have like these two perspectives that people, the audience could relate to. And at the time, I think that was really important because we had um, people who were like clinging to religion during this like satanic panic. And then we had these people who were like really progressive. And there's, so there's like two people in the film that you can relate to. And from both sides, it's terrifying Yeah, because we, because for the, for the priest, you're like, okay, you even if you have this long relationship with God, you're still fucked. And then if you're coming from Chris from Chris's point of view, you're like, okay, you you finally are able to turn to God and you're still fucked. It's right. just like so it's it's bleak. Like it's a very like um bleak message. But it has a happy ending, sort of. It does. It, yeah, it yeah. does. I mean yeah. a lot of people die, but <laughs> Yeah. Um, I thought Chris, I forget. I literally just looked at her actress's name and I forget, but she d- is so good in this movie. Yes. Maybe because she was uh, in real yeah. pain. I don't know when she did that. <laughs> that sucks that she was injured. But um, yeah, she, everyone's incredible. Another interesting fact about this movie is that none of the actors were well known names at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the director was trying to. S- to keep thought this movie was going to be like a a flop because they couldn't get like any household names like in in the movie but it ended up performing super well because Mm -hmm. of the subject matter and like it still does oh yeah it's like is it the high i should have done more research i I feel like it's the highest grossing highest grossing i could be wrong i'm probably wrong 
Yeah, I'm. I have my computer right here. It's probably like Happy Death Day or something. Uh, worldwide at the box office, it says it's the twenty two thousand seventeen. It. That's a great film too. Okay, but I give ever like. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> ever, I'm just like spreading lies on your podcast. <laughs> Number two is the Sixth Sense. And War, mm. War of the Worlds. What? How is what? That's how, a sci-fi. How is The Meg number six? The one about the big disappointed. shark. Disappointed. And The Exorcist is number 10. Okay. Number 10. It's old. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's so strange. Did you like, did you like it upon your rewatching? Like, were you? Yeah, I did. I think I think it's um you know I just kept thinking about for that time for that time like it it had to be <laughs> yeah. terrifying cuz uh, yeah now I think we're more uh, desensitized especially after hereditary um yeah so it's a, I think it's a really really good movie and there are no like every exorcist movie that came after that really doesn't do it just like it can't live up to it I don't think yeah um so i i mean i liked it i I, it's a great movie um i think it's beautiful too yeah actually all the all of the movies that we picked are beautiful like absolutely beautiful they really are we did pick really good movies we have great taste (laughs) it it follows oh my god this the cinematography it's so good it's so good i actually didn't rewatch that one because i was like i know this film pretty well but now I want to. <laughs> That's a movie you, I would watch over and over again. There's not there's not a lot of horror movies that I would like. Okay, sc- out of all the ones we picked, Scream has the best rewatchability. Oh yes, I could watch that movie like once a week. Yes, it's yeah. so entertaining. Um, I would watch. I mean, a lot of these I would. I think the only one I really wouldn't rewatch is Hereditary. <laughs> Maybe not The Exorcist, just because I feel like I don't really need to. I would rewatch the wailing with other people. Like I'd want to watch the reactions because it, that last act is so fun because, and I would love to watch it with other people and see them go back and forth themselves. I was telling Harrison, I was like, we need, you need to watch this with me. Oh my gosh. He didn't watch it with you. No, I no, He was at home and I was by myself. So I was like, I'm just going to, he has to watch it. I know he, yeah, he wants to. So we'll probably get to that. Um, I'm also, I'm looking at there's more cursed things about the exorcist which it says during the film's Rome premiere lightning struck a 400-year-old cross atop a nearby 16th century church Pazuzu added Pazuzu Oh did you listen to uh the Supernatural podcast where Ashley does uh the Roland Doe exorcism Was that one of the f- was that one of the first no. ones, or is this like a new one? This is a newer one, but I, I mean, the first one is good, hang too. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've listened to, like, all of them, I thought. Um, I think I did, but I might have been absent-minded. I didn't finish it, because I, I listened to them before I fall asleep, which is, I know, <laughs> crazy, but... You're so metal, it's crazy. Um... No, I didn't. I listened to the one on Anna Eklund. Yes, I listened to that one too. 
but, but the I Roland, didn't listen. The Roland Doe one sounded more like it was based, uh, like this movie was based off of that. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you don't I heard know it was based name. off a boy. Was it based off, is Roland Doe a boy? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that yeah. is the one. You're right. You're right. And you don't, I mean, you don't know his name. He's just Roland Doe. So like, we don't know who it is, but yeah, I need to finish it. Yeah, I'll have to listen to it too. Um, is there any other movies you just want to... <laughs> I'm like on a well, roll. <laughs> the one I sent you on TikTok, we have to watch because we're on a Korean horror film kick. Yes, now. we are. It's- so it's The Tale of Two Sisters. But I haven't seen it yet, but that should definitely be... I wonder if there's if we have to get Shutter to watch it or if it's on something else. Let me look. Watch. You can watch it on Prime. Oh. Okay. Heck yes. Yeah, we'll watch that one. Um, other horror films. I mean, there's that one I almost added, but I like was reluctant because I wasn't sure of its genre. But Green Room. Oh yeah, I've never seen that. That is a. I would say it's probably more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. I went on the Wikipedia and it says thriller slash horror. So I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I should probably just pick a pure horror genre film for this. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and you liked Super Dark Times. Oh, yeah. I oh, love, yeah. I love that movie. That one reminds me. Uh, it has some parallels to Scream just because of who the bad guy is. Yeah. And their motive is not clear. No. At all. <laughs> there is no motive. There really isn't. He just kind of has a psychotic break, I think, after accidentally killing his friend yeah that one's also similar to like the the act like the act of killing the victim in the strangers where it's done so anticlimactically is Mm -hmm. is that a way to describe it where it's just like the violence itself is so realistic because you're used to like in scream like when someone's just like slashed open it's like almost theatrical it's like yeah but yeah. like when you watch like the the act in like the strangers or in super dark times like it's mm-hmm. just so like it that's actually how it would happen like you would just get your fucking hand like chopped in half like by a k- katana by a katana <laughs> yeah um and also the fact that the weapon's a katana like I know. is that so <laughs> wait i can't hear you oh now i hear you I know. This too was Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't seen it. I feel like something's happening to my... Can you hear me? I can hear you, but some I keep getting like a... Like a notification that says... It's fine. Okay, yeah. They're still dying. So, um, I almost picked Mother... With Jennifer Lawrence, and you said you hadn't seen it, but I think you should watch it because I think you'd really like it. It's on the Plex. I've seen like TikToks where it's like, if you like Hereditary, watch. And people always say Mother. So I really loved it. I almost picked it, but I also had just seen it, and I was like, I don't know if I can like put it on the list that soon. But it it was really good. I will definitely watch it. Another mm-hmm. one on my list that you reminded me of just by saying Mother is that one about like. I think it's called Mother, but I can't remember. It's, like, about the little boy, like, the two boys and their mom gets, like, some kind of, like, 
reconstructive surgery and she has like a full cast on her face. Have you heard of it? I feel like I have seen that. Is it, is it called mother? I feel like it is mommy. It's called mommy. Mommy. Oh Oh God. (laughs) Mommy film. It's showing me the mummy. I don't want the mummy. Yeah. Uh, This looks really creepy. I know. (laughs) And also the mother movie uh, by Bong that I need to watch. I need to. Yeah. Because I. Flex. Yeah, I know. I've been meaning to watch it for forever, but I. It's hard for me to get started on you know foreign films because you have to like really sit down and watch yeah so it's a com- it's a yeah full-on commitment like you have to read it yeah um man i miss the movie theaters like when i saw parasite in you know you just have no choice but to really oh, take I saw it that in theaters too mm-hmm. so good would you say parasite is a horror or a thriller uh thriller it's a thriller yeah yeah Definitely has its horror moments. It did not, you know, it didn't really scare me. I guess there were times where I was a little creeped out, but I think it's more of a thriller. It's definitely a thriller. Um, Yeah, I think. I wonder if that's the last movie I saw in theaters. It could have been The Grudge. Did we see that this year? Oh, what is time? I know. I don't think so. It was cold outside. Well, I mean, it could have been January. I don't know. I feel like I knew Harrison. Okay, so it was this year because I was. You had you had just started dating Harrison. Yeah, so met. it was this year. I remember year. you telling me about him. You're like, I, this guy is cute. <laughs> <laughs> was it this year? Yeah. It was. No, you're right. Because remember, I had that New Year's resolution where I was like, I'm not going to be a flake. Yes. And then I was like, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my, you're like, all right, well, go to the movies with me then. <laughs> One of my New Year's resolutions was to see a scary movie with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we knocked it out real quick. Yeah, we did. Oh, and then now I don't even have to, like, worry about being a flight. I know. There's nothing to go to. <laughs> Look, your prayers are answered now. And the universe was like, here you go. <laughs> like, honestly, though. <laughs> um, we're at an hour 25 which is like pretty good actually my gosh time flies when i talk to you i know it really does do you um have anything else you want to add um i can stop recording okay one last thing i just noticed just from talking about these movies is that there are so many similarities between all the movies we picked like one of them being people peeing for some reason okay well that's like but there's a lot to unpack there but like people like peeing their pants (laughs) you're right anyway and then in my picks between hereditary the exorcist and the wailing there's Mm -hmm. like i just noticed like am i i think i just really like the occult because all of them are Mm -hmm. like satan somewhere or like a demon yeah so interesting i learned something new about myself in mine i think I like, well, it follows kind of, because I do love, like, I don't want to say stabbing movies, <laughs> but that is kind of what I'm That's thinking. like the weapon that scares you. Yes. It's the one that entrances you, really. Yes. Yes. I mean, you have a tat. 
That is why I have a knife tattoo. But yeah. also, it's an homage to the opening scene to Scream. But um, I guess also things I I just like. I like the Scream thing where it's like somebody you don't know who it is, and then you know the big reveal, and I like things that can actually happen Mm -hmm. which it follows isn't exactly that but that one i like i think for different reasons than the horror part more just how beautiful it is it's yeah yeah i think what your list reveals about you is that you know your shit about horror movies because all three of them are completely different so it's like you've just seen interesting yeah (laughs) i have i've seen some shit (laughs) all three of those are like completely different from each other yeah your picks yeah yeah thank you everybody for listening uh kelly do you want to tell people where they can find you you want to give a little plug sure um so you can find me on instagram um i wonder if i'll give you my normal one or my art one i'll give you guys my art one yeah so it's kelly hb one two three on instagram yeah that's where kelly posts her amazing animations and art and just all the cool stuff she does and then you can follow me well you can follow the podcast twitter at spooky show pod and then me at bubbling queen this will all be in the description all these handles and stuff um and then follow mind sugar on twitter instagram and twitch because that's the universe in which this podcast is coming to you from um thank you kelly i love speaking with you all the time yeah this was so fun thank you so much for having me of course and oh i forgot to say in the beginning my friend noah last episode was like it's i'm spooked to be here and i thought it was really funny and cheesy and dumb but i I, i'm spooked to be here too i'm so (laughs) it is so stupid i can't make that a thing (laughs) (laughs) all right bye friends bye (laughs) 